Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music, music teachers. This is the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today's show is about project management software for music schools. You can find the accompanying article to go along with this episode at vibrantmusicteaching.com/slash one four eight. Hey there, wonderful teachers. So today's show is a little bit different. This is actually the audio from a video that we've just released on the YouTube channel. So if you would prefer to follow along and watch what I'm doing on the screen with this project management software, you can absolutely do that. But I know as a podcast listener myself, much more than a video viewer, that I like to get these things in my podcast feed and that I can usually fill in the gaps in terms of what's visually going on in a situation like this. So we're going to look at three different project management tools and how you might use them in your studio. Again, if you'd prefer to watch the video, you can find that on our YouTube channel. Trello works in systems of boards, which you can also view on calendars and things, but the main way it functions is through boards that look something like this. So this is an example of a board that's been set up for recital preparation. You'll see to do, doing and done as the different titles here. And you can move the things between the different lists when they are done or not. You can also set up different things on these cards. You can add pictures that will show up right there. And you can add different members, labels, checklists, all sorts of things and due dates, of course, as well. This system is reasonably flexible, but not as flexible as the others we're going to look at today. And although it might be the most intuitive and appealing to a lot of people to look at it visually in this way, I highly suggest you go with one of the other two options we'll be exploring in this video. They actually have options built in, the other two tools do, that look exactly like Trello. So while you may like this board view and that may attract you to Trello right away, It doesn't have any other choices, and the other systems have this, plus many other options. Asana is one of the most popular tools out there for project management, especially among small teams. You may have heard of it already. Asana is a great tool. We've used it for a long time in our team, but we've recently made the switch. So let me explain to you how Asana works and why you might consider using it, and why you might consider another tool, which we'll go into next. So Asana's system is pretty simple. 
although it will take some getting used to in the beginning because there are quite a lot of options. You're going to have different projects set up in Asana, and then you're going to add tasks to that and subtasks. We spend a lot of our time in the subtasks, and I imagine you will too, because you're going to want to be able to duplicate the whole thing and have a series, a sequence follow through on a project. And that works better if your project is a task than if it's a project, (laughs) if that makes sense. So you'll see different options I have set up here. This is recital preparation with all the different subtasks and their due dates, getting ready for a new school year, etc, etc. Now, you can view this data, it's the same information within a project, in different ways. So we can look at it in a board, which is grouped by the different lists here. You can look at a calendar option. The timeline is going to be in your premium version of Asana, which we're not exploring here. So the calendar view will let you view the tasks when they're coming up on the calendar. See, that's how one pops up there, which is very handy. And you have different options here for views, but most people will use the lists and the calendar and perhaps the board the most often. So Asana works on this structure of project, task, subtask for the most part, and then each of those things can have due dates and different assignees and information like that. When you're actually using Asana to organize your day-to-day, you're going to spend most of your time in my tasks. And that's where you can see it again as a list or a calendar. And I tend to use the calendar view a lot, although the list works great as well. So you can see where the things come from and when they're due right here. And then you can check them off so it can act as a simple checklist system. And it works very smoothly. ClickUp is like Asana with some extras. So if you're someone who tends to get overwhelmed by different software and having a lot of tools, a lot of options at your disposal, I would suggest you go with Asana. If, however, you want the most powerful features, you're not afraid of a bit of a learning curve, and you're happy to learn a new software, ClickUp might be a great option. ClickUp's free plan definitely includes a lot more than Asana's done and a lot more that you might find useful as a music studio owner. However, there is more going on. So first of all, ClickUp has more hierarchy. You have your workspace, which would be the same as Asana, but then you also have space underneath that, so you can have multiple spaces. And then within your space, you can have lists, folders, and then lists, and then tasks, and then subtasks, and then to-do lists. So as I say, if you tend to get overwhelmed by software, that might sound like too much to you. You don't have to use all those layers, but they are available for you. And if you're someone who really likes organization like me, they might appeal to you. In terms of how these things appear, this is pretty similar to what we were looking at in Asana. The comments section is a bit more robust, but you probably won't use that. The attachments and synchronization options, again, are a bit more robust in the free plan, but it may or may not be a big factor for you, so I won't go into that here. What might matter to you, though, is the ability to subdivide subtasks into to-do lists. So if I go into a subtask, I can have a to-do list, a checklist underneath that. And that can be really handy if you want to have an overall task, an overall project that's going on, then the subtasks. But you want to have a checklist, so you make sure you do that subtask correctly. That can be really handy. 
Another great feature within ClickUp is the ability to add different types of statuses to your tasks. So you can not only have open and closed, you can change between various different options. So I can set this to close, but I can also change it so that I can have an in progress or a waiting or different types of options for where I'm up to with that task or subtask or to-do list item. But my favorite feature about ClickUp, that one of the main reasons that I decided to move our Team VMT work to ClickUp is the ability to reschedule subtasks based on the when you're rescheduling the task to. So I'll show you what I mean. Let's say I have a new student and I duplicate this task to onboard my new student called Steve. Now when I do that, I can then change this to the date of Steve's third lesson in this case, because that's how this is set up. So it might sound a bit funny, but if you dive into our full course, you will see what that means. So let's say Steve's third lesson is going to be the 15th of November. If I do that, it'll ask me if I want to change the subtask date. And I do, because I want everything to move based on when Steve's third lesson is. So I think you can see how this saves a lot of clicking. Every time you create a task, it's going to automatically move everything. And having a feature like that, or like any of the other ones, if they particularly appeal to you, is going to make you spend more time in this software, which is what you want. You want something to work the way you expect it to, and to save you the most amount of time possible. You never want it to be a barrier to you using it. So you always want it to feel seamless to you. So whether that's Asana for you or ClickUp, I would suggest you go with one of those two. And then once you pick one, try to stick with it for a long time because no tool is perfect. And the more you use it, the more adept you will get at using it and the more useful it will become. A tool is only as good as the way you use it. So dive in, get comfortable with whichever software you go with and use it as much as possible for everything in your studio to create really smooth studio systems. So there you have it. Those are the top three tools. And as you can see, I don't really recommend Trello. So it's about the top two tools for music studios to use to organize their projects and get those systems running smoothly. If you want more about getting your studio systems up and running, if you want fully laid out templates that you can take and roll with and customize to suit your studio, you're going to want to check out our Smooth Studio Systems course inside Vibrant Music Teaching. If you're already a member, just hop on over into the video library. It's there waiting for you. If you're not a member, you can go to vibrantmusicteaching.com and see all that's included in membership and see if it might be right for you. Vibrant Music Teaching membership costs less than the price of one lesson each month. That is totally worth it for all of the courses, games, resources, downloadables, printables that you can get access to as a member, as well as the fabulous community support you'll find inside. Go to vmt.ninja and become part of the revolution.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.